everybody. Melissa McKenzie, publisher of The American Spectator, here on The Spectacle with my co-host, senior editor and best-selling author of Racism, Revenge, and Ruin, Scott McKay. Welcome, Scott, and congratulations to you. You have are on quite the run this week, starting off with an interview with Tucker Carlson about the Obamas. How was that? Yeah. Do you feel like well, a it was star? Um, I don't know. I mean, I, the last I checked, it had 3.7 million views on wow. X, which was a pretty good number. So that yeah. was, you know, that's nice. Um, I actually did this interview back in January. Mm. Um, and it, you know, I, I, I think it was cause they, they had the Putin thing come up over mm. there and it just, you know, like totally, um, threw off their schedule a little bit, some kind of way. And, uh, so it wasn't until Saturday that they dropped this thing. And, okay. um, you know, and like, I was kind of treading it because when it didn't go up right away, like my thing's like, oh, it was bad. Like they didn't put it up because it was bad. Like, did I screw this up? Was I like, was I awful? And the deal is this. And if you've ever done, um, like TV or podcasting or whatever, if you've like done interviews of things. Um, there is this weird sort of dichotomy that you get hit with, which is um, there's the camera and the camera is always like above the monitor. Like this happens, like even if you're doing like a webcam thing, he the webcam is above the monitor. Right. So, you know, like you're supposed to look at the little light next to the camera. All right. But you can't because there's nothing going on at that light. What's going on is on the monitor underneath and so they had me set up and the camera was like a little bit above the monitor. Mm-hmm. And it was a big monitor. Like it was a, I don't know, 36 inch screen. And then there's the camera that's like behind it and above it. It's like, okay, look at the red light. Okay, all right, I'm gonna look at the red light. Well, I'm talking to Tucker, right? Like right. when Tucker Carlson is talking to you and you can see him, you want to look at Tucker. You don't want to look at the red light where there's nothing going on. So right. I'm like, like this the whole time, or at least that's how I felt like I was doing mm-hmm. it. And halfway through it, I'm like, I can't believe they don't stop this interview because I got to be looking awful. Like I got to be looking like I'm looking down at the ground while I'm. And so, like, I'm all self conscious about that. It's kind of freaking me out. I'm like, oh, I'm here. I'm doing Tucker Carlson blowing it, right? Oh. And so it goes. I don't know, twenty minutes or so, and mm-hmm. uh. You know, and then they were like, oh, no, this was fantastic. And Tucker was, you know, oh, man, you like, like that was really strong and all this kind of stuff. And and I talked to him a little bit after the fact, because, like, I know somebody who knows. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, we talked a little bit about that. And then they had actually, they recorded this in New Orleans when I'm in Baton Rouge. So they actually sent a driver to come and get me and bring me to this mm-hmm. studio. So the whole time back, the driver's like, man, you went on Tucker Carlson. It's so cool. And I'm like, I think I might have screwed it up. Like, I don't know that I did a good job, right? You did and a good job. I wait for this thing to come up. And so I'm convinced that it's awful. Like, I didn't even want to, like, um, clear. then it comes out on Saturday. And so I see the, the clip on, on, on Twitter and it's like, okay, well, that looked pretty good. And then I went on, because the Twitter clip is just the short version. The full 19 minutes is behind the paywall at Tucker Carlson's site. Right. So I ended up watching that. And like my concern about, you know, my eyes looking up, right. it's not, it's not bad. Like it's, it's like, I felt like it was so much worse than it actually was. 
Um, and it ended up being, and I've done a zillion of these interviews promote the book. This was one of the better ones. It's not the best. It was one of the best. Like the one I did with Ron Coleman uh, a little later that that got out a couple of weeks ago. I thought that might have been the best one I've done. Um, mm. But the Tucker one was good. And like the feedback has been, you know, pretty good. Amazon and Barnes and Noble are both sold out of the book right now. Oh, awesome. So in a day or two, they'll be back. So that like, you know, and, and this thing pops on Saturday by Sunday, the book was sitting at like number 486 in all of Amazon. Mm. And it was topping like three different categories. Wow. Um, so like at least for a day or two, it was like the number one political book in the country. Wow. That's um, great. You know, and I'm, I'm like this week is absolutely nuts because the publicist is now got Tucker Carlson to uh, pitch. Hey, you need to have Scott on, on your show. Like he just mm -hmm. did Tucker Carlson. Right. right. And so, so like, like, you know, he's sending me the, the schedule and I, I'm just like, Oh my God, I don't have time to do anything else. Like I'm going to be doing like four and a half hours worth of shows today. Oh, so terrible being you having a successful yeah, but, book. But the thing of it is, is that I, I have other things I have to do is the thing. So it's like, okay, well, I mean, I got to do this, but I also have Hayride and Reviver and an American Spectator column that I got to do. I got business stuff that I'm working on and I'm like, okay, all right, that's fine. I'll, be, I'll work until 10 or 11 o'clock tonight because this is, I got to get this stuff done. And, you know, so I'm just like, I, I'm I'm like this. I'm like, all of this is great. Can I please get paid? Why do you need money when you have the endorsement of my mother? She's the one who told me who saw, uh, she saw your, your uh, interview and she's can like, you, can we do like an that? NFT thing out of that? Is there yeah. any way to tokenize that? Can I don't know. Like, we... But okay. she's like, tell Scott, he did a great job on and Tucker, did you see him? And I would, I came into this, I was busy all day Saturday. And then, and my mom's like, well, I watched him and he was great. So there you go. You have, you have <laughs> Melissa's mom's well, endorsement. Okay. Well, thank you, Melissa's mom. That's very, very nice. Yeah. Appreciate you, I mean, what more could you want? I mean, well, it's, hey, it's, look, it's, it's, it's all right. Um, well, okay. So let's but, get to the, wait, just a second. So, you know, yeah. one of the things you talked to, to Tucker about was kind of like the legacy of Obama and how we're kind of living in Obama's world. I mm -hmm. I think that the, that the his podcast wouldn't have had the 3.5 million views or whatever you got now if that um, idea didn't find fertile ground to, to take root. And I think people yeah. are seeing that the the world because biden's clearly not running things so somebody right. is and his his administration is filled with obama's people and right. um and so like your book i think is hitting at the exact right time to um during a troubled I, I, biden administration that is being run by his people well i i yeah like i think that that is i think that that is true and i think that you know, the the recognition that has been around for a very long time that Biden was not the president in any sense that we're used to. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the book comes along and it says, 
this is Obama's thing. You guys realize that, right? And everybody's like, right. yeah, right. So there's that. Um, but one of the things that the book, I think, makes clear is you know, it's larger than just that, right? It's not just that Obama is over in Calorama making phone calls and getting things done above and beyond Biden's head, right? Like, that's true. But it's the effect of Obama and the fact that like, we're living in Obama's world mm -hmm. is it's more than that. It's the fact that you went from talking about civil unions for gay couples to transing 10 year old kids. Right. OK, like that never happens if it's not for Obama and his people pushing this stuff. And there, you know, the, the money that is lined up behind Obama, whether it's the Soros people or mm -hmm. the Pritzkers or whatever that are been pushing mm -hmm. these radical agendas. And then, of course, the other thing is, you know, like an example, and there are legion examples of this, is they go and they settle this, this uh, Justice Department lawsuit with the Bank of America, right? Mm -hmm. Owing to the 2008 financial collapse and all this kind of stuff. And it's like a $10 million settlement. And then they discount. They say, tell you what, we'll let you off the hook for three and a half billion, right? You don't have to pay 10 billion. You're going to pay X amount of dollars to the uh, to the people mm -hmm. that you harm. You can discount the rest of the money by giving it to this slate of organizations that mm -hmm. are buddies of ours. And if I have the numbers right, like La Raza got $400 million out of mm -hmm. that settlement. How much damage over a long period of time do you think that La Raza can do with $400 million? Right. The answer is a shitload of damage, okay? Obama did that, and there's like consequences that flow for years from that. And of right. course, the minute that you make Bank of America do that stuff, then the La Raza people go and hit up everybody else. Bank of America's in for 400 million. You should be in too, because the last thing that you want is for us to show up at your front door and say, that guy hates the Hispanics, right? right. And so now they have the shakedown machine that they can monetize the entire way. Like, and these are things no one voted for. These are things no one knew was happening at the time. They still don't know they're happening, okay? But like this has now been institutionalized and now the money in the culture war is all on the side of the left because right. the right is still playing by the old rules, which is that you go see the rich guy who lives on right. the golf course and right. you get a check for $50,000 from him. That's fine. But when BlackRock is going to throw $50 million at, a, at an organization that wants to destroy the nuclear family in America, okay? This is a playing field that is nothing like what you thought it was. And right. all of that is Obama, okay? And so that was kind of what I was trying to get across to, to Tucker's thing. And he under he understood it. Um, I kind of wish we had gotten in, into it a little bit more. Um, you know, but it, like I, the way it went, I thought was pretty good. And the when we did the interview that Leave the World Behind movie had just come out, um, and, you know, it, it, it was a a very good segue into, hey, here's who Obama is, and this is why he did what he did in the country. Right. You know. Well, congratulations on your success. 
I hope everybody who's watching right now goes out and buys the book because, you know, we are living in Obama's world right now. And yeah. all of the insanity that we see from the Soros district attorneys to the corrupted Department of Justice, which happened under Obama, to the gutting of the military that we're seeing now where recruitment levels are so low that they're cutting troop levels. Um, every single part and piece, the economy, inflation, all the stuff that you're seeing is, can yeah. be tied back to Obama's regime. The, the yeah. strife amongst races, the uh, absolute insanity with the um, LGBTQ, the alphabet people, all of this um, involves the big money. Cops, the war on faith, the war, the war on, I mean, yes. you know. The, the, you know, the other thing is yeah. gu the gun piece, right? Mm -hmm. Every time somebody shoots a gun somewhere, they go, oh, we got to take away all the guns. Obama was the guy who pioneered all that crap. Right. Okay. That that's that was, you know, this this ghoulish, like nonstop advocacy, stepping over the dead bodies every time there's a mass shooter right. and demanding that the people who would never be mass shooters turn over their guns. Right. Right. Uh, all of that, that's all Obama. All of the tactical stuff, all of the messaging stuff, the narratives, and all like all of that is part and parcel of um, of Obama and a regime that looks much more like one of those 20th century kleptocratic, tyrannical, totalitarian regimes than it looks like anything in American political history. Yep. Um, and, and which is why so many people have this kind of dystopian, like surrealistic view, like what, what, is, what, this isn't the country that I grew up in. It's like, well, no, because the people running it don't respect the traditions and customs of how we do politics or economics or culture or morality or, you know, the concept of leadership or any of those things. It's, this is like people very you know, it used to be it was a it was a racist thing to say that Obama was alien. You remember that there was there mm -hmm. was kind of this. You can't say that he's an alien. That's a horrible thing for you to say. And you're a racist. Right. But it but it still got a lot of of play because that word fit. Right. right. It's like, no, this is alien. This is different. Right. Mm -hmm. I've seen black politicians that operate and and there's a paradigm that they fit into that like you can understand okay this is this is i understand where this guy's coming from and i understand you know but along comes this guy right who you know they think he's from kenya he's not but he grew up in indonesia right and you know like has these weird ideas and everything about the guy is is not american right whether you're allowed to say that or not and he's still the most powerful political um, actor in America, mm -hmm. uh, which it's, you know, we're talking 16 years on and yeah. it's enough and it has to go away. And hopefully the book will wake some people up to the idea that, you no, know, the, the, the cancer in America is Obamianism. Right. And it's time, you know, the Democrats have to exercise it. The only way that's going to happen is for them to take an ass beating of monumental proportions this fall, which based on the quality of leadership that they've got running the show right now, they richly deserve. Well, that may be true. But the thing is, is that the co-option of 
the corporate world, the co-option of the Justice Departments and everything, the citizen of the world kind of, um, you know, yeah. vibe, the kind of... Um, that globalist Klaus globalist, Schwab crap this, that these guys are all yes, caught in the, on. Yeah, yeah the sure. sanctimonious, college-educated, kind of urbane type of uh, supercilious um, conceit that kinds mm -hmm. of, um, and contempt for the average person Right. The you know when we talk about that's all about, Obama too. Yeah. That's all Obama. So this yeah. world that you're seeing, um, the government's fascistic tendencies and everything else, the 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 unholy alliance between social media companies and the information state um, and deep state, all yeah. of these things. This started with Obama. I mean, people don't realize Absolutely. you know before yeah you know that. That Obama and his his organizing for um, Obama, which is what it was before organizing for America, is mm -hmm. they had a hundred percent access of all user data from Facebook at the beginning. Yeah, a hundred percent, and it was yeah. given to them. And so, like that, that that the digital owning the digital space and owning and then using the government through private organizations and through corporations to control Americans was started with Obama. So I, yep. I give him credit. He, he's nothing if not uh, smart about how to manipulate and control. He's a communist. So his instincts are no different than uh, what's happening in Maoist China. So mm -hmm. if it looks and feels similar to that, it's because they're all washed in that same kind of East Asian um communism and yeah. that's that is obama and yeah, it doesn't it doesn't feel american because it's not anyway so thank you scott and i'm really happy for the, your success and i really hope that everybody who is listening to us buys the book and reads it because um understanding the problem and really addressing it really is the first step to actually knowing how to deal with it and yep, we've got absolutely. too many people even still in denial about the world that we're living in here in America and why we're living in it. And you can't deal with it if you're in denial. <laughs> you have to understand the world as it is. Anyway, so like yep. and subscribe. Uh, you can find us on X, The Hayride for Scott and Meemless Tweets. You can please subscribe to The American Spectator. Your donations and your support make all the difference. So we have a young writers program. We can do this kind of content and, um, and bring it to you. And we'll see you next week and hopefully have more success for Scott McKay. That's for the future. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. 